Welcome into the Blue Bloods. We are joined by a very, very special guest today. New Weber State head coach, Mickey Mental is with us today. Coach, I appreciate you giving me some time. How have your first few months been on the job over at Weber State? Oh, they've been great. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, you take over a program, obviously, like Weber. um, You know, things are in place. Obviously, you got to put your own spin on it as a head guy, but – you know, Coach Hill and the rest of the staff have obviously left the the cupboard very full. When you look at when you look at when you took the offensive coordinator job last year, of course, you know not we couldn't foresee former head coach Hill uh, t- taking another job elsewhere. But I mean, what was your timeline? We know that you had a little of experience in Notre Dame College at the D two level. Was it always your plan to find an FCS head coaching job or possibly even an FBS head coaching job in the coming years? Uh, no, I'm one of those guys that I'm where my feet are. And at the end of the day, um, I love coaching ball and, you know, at the, that is at the forefront of everything. And if anything happens, it happens, but I'm where my feet are at. I just come to work, enjoy my time and obviously, uh, try to affect, uh, all these young men's lives. And when you look back at your previous experience, I mean, extremely successful in Notre Dame College, 16-2 and record, got to the D2 playoffs, won a conference championship. When you look back, what was your biggest learning experience from your time at Notre Dame College that you're going to bring into this opportunity at Weber, at Weber State? Uh, it was different. Uh, I was going through COVID, so nobody had uh, any of that figured out at the time, but um, – you know, just the culture of, of, of a big family, loving one another, uh, and then obviously doing what we love and, and competing at the highest level um, and bring energy and excitement each and every day. Um, I think that's it. That's my core values. And, you know, um, it's one of the reasons I came here. They, they had those core values uh, in place and um, just trying to uh, obviously um, keep that ship going. When, last year served as the offensive coordinator, an extremely, extremely successful season, explosive offense, top 25 in a lot of categories in the country. What, How invaluable was the playoff to, to get to the playoffs, get a win in the playoffs, and what has been the message from you and the coaching staff on how to keep that momentum going from the extremely successful year you guys had last season? Uh, I think it's always about just focusing on ourselves. Don't worry about outside noises, distractions, um, taking it one day at a time, making sure we're, we're living up to our standard as a program. And then obviously uh, each and every player living up to their standards. So we're, when we all do come together um, next week for spring ball, we're, we're going to hit the ground running. And when, when you look at – Last season, your your starting quarterback from last year decided to transfer. He commits to Western Kentucky. You guys have four new guys that are going to be competing for the new starting quarterback role. What what do all four of those guys bring to the table, and what in particular are you looking for in a starting quarterback at Weber State? Um, they're all true competitors. They all know how to win. Uh, so that that's half the battle. And then you know it, it's real simple for me. Don't turn the ball over. Stay on schedule. And, and obviously uh, make the play when the play is uh, given. And then when you have to ad lib, uh, be that guy that can ad lib and and make something out of nothing. Um, But really for me, it's about just taking care of the football and and being efficient each and every down. And uh, I've seen a head coach just take a, a, 
uh, I would say a variety of, of different approaches to being a first time head coach. You, you get the more CEO type head coaches, you get the guys who are much more hands-on with their side of the football. Do you, do you still plan on calling plays next season at Weber state? And if so, what was the decision process like on deciding to be uh, still hands-on with the offensive play calling? Uh, I, I do plan on obviously calling it. Um, but for me, it, it's a, it's about how do I get, around football around these players and impact their lives uh i'm blessed to have a, a great coaching staff that allows me to do that um and if you don't have that then I, I, it's very very difficult um so i believe in trust on every side of the ball special teams these guys have been together and know what it takes to be successful in the big sky um so it makes it makes my job a lot easier and there was not a lot of staff turnover, and I believe that, that this week or last week you made one of your first new hires on the on the staff that we were announced in a, in a quarterbacks coach. But when you look at the lack of staff turnover, when you got a guy like Jay Hill who was there for so long, what was the key to keeping the staff in place, and what are the keys for you on what you look for in building a staff in some of the positions that you might have to hire in the future? Um, it's about the people. Um. Like I told a lot of people, I came here because of the people. Uh, obviously, Coach Hill and his staff are second to none. Uh, I felt that, um, and it was a big selling point for me. Obviously, uh, when you're looking at, at, at you know turnover and staff, it's always inevitable. Uh, you just want to work with guys that are that are, that want to impact uh, young men's lives, um, that have a passion about coaching football, and working with one another and enjoy each each day together. Uh, I think that uh, gets lost in sometimes uh, in what we do nowadays, but those are kind of the things I look for um, when I'm hiring a guy, a guy that I can trust and a guy that I know are for, for our players first and foremost. And re recruiting has changed so much throughout the years. I mean, with, with the transfer portal, with NIL nowadays, how do you and your your staff plan to balance the transfer portal, high school recruiting, and then you also have a large JUCO circuit, especially not too far in, in, in California and some other states around the country. How Do you guys have a set percentage you're looking for, or is it just a year-by-year -year basis on how you guys are going to balance all those different avenues for recruiting? I think it's a year-by-year -year basis. You look at your team, you look at the kids that uh, moved on and graduated. Um, and then obviously you got to look at what's behind them and what's it, the best interest for your program. Uh, we want guys that want to be here for four or five years and want to be invested in obviously the tradition, the culture, the community uh, here in Weber. Um, so it takes that special guy, but first and foremost, uh, you know, we're going to invest into freshmen. And then obviously if we need to fill a hole, we'll look at uh, either the portal or uh, obviously a, a JC guy, but we, we want to invest in four year guys. And when, when you look at yourself, you were a former quarterback, but your offense was extremely strong running the football used a, uh, you used a by committee. Of, I mean, you guys had, I think, three running backs with well over 500 yards last season. What for you? Why is it such a fundamental key to run the football? Even though it, it, I know in your blood, man, you would like to get out there and air it out a bit. But why is the run game so important to your offensive scheme? Uh, it's everything sets up the the play action. Uh, you're only efficient as you know. You run the football as a quarterback. It keeps you healthy. Uh, you don't get exotic blitzes um you know you stay on schedule 
down in distance. It just it makes your life at quarterback a lot easier to be efficient. Um, and now you, my analogy is your point guard in basketball, just distribute uh, and, you know, find the right matchup each each and every play. And um, if you don't run the ball, it make, makes a quarterback's life uh, a lot harder. So believe in it trust it and obviously uh grateful to obviously have the guys up front and the running backs to obviously um be able to do that here at weber and yeah that was my next question building upon that coach you got you have two of the best running backs in the big sky coming back next year damon bankston and dante mcmillan what makes those guys so special and you know what is the culture like in that room because you because you can sometimes get that effect where the everyone wants to be the guy but, man, the chemistry between all the running backs in the room seemed to be at an all-time high last year. How did you guys balance that? Well, first and foremost, uh, our running back coach, Robert Conley, who, who played offensive lineman at, at the University of Utah, does a fantastic job of just making sure they understand their roles um, when they're tired. Um you know, situational football does a fantastic job of putting those guys in good situations. Um, and those guys understand uh, – the less amount of tread they have, the longer and longer the season they can stay uh, healthy. And, and at the end of the day, getting to the dance on Saturdays, it, healthy is is a big key. And those guys all compete against one another. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, they compete each and every day, but also have the same outlook of, hey, man, we're here to win the conference championship and then obviously hopefully a national championship here at Weber. And when you when flipping to the other side of the football, you guys return who I, I think he should have been in the Buck Buchanan award race last year. And that's a guy, Maxwell Anderson, at cornerback, who I think coming into next year is probably the best corner in, in, in FCS football, in my opinion. But looking at from, from your quarterback point of view, being a former quarterback, what makes Maxwell Anderson such a dynamic cornerback? And how important is he going to be for you guys next year in 2023? Uh, I think from a quarterback's perspective, uh, you know, what our coaches do, Coach Dale, Coach Dyson, and the secondary, which I think are probably the two best in the country, um, they put him in good situations. And obviously, uh, they allow our corners, and particularly Max, to just play loose, um, be aggressive. Um, and he's very instinctful uh, football player. And um, to get those kind of opportunities, you got to be instinctful and you got to watch film and put yourself in that position before that, that play um, occurs. So I think he does a really good job of, uh, of studying throughout the week and obviously on game days comes, comes ready to play and obviously makes that play when his uh, number is called. One of the biggest questions going into 2023 will be the wide receiving core. You guys lose Todd, Todd McPherson, who was all-conference guy, borderline All-American, all 1,000-yard receiver. When you look at the wide receiving room going into spring, are there some young guys or some guys that the media fans may not know about right now that you expect to have to be big contributors for, for uh, Weaver State this year? Absolutely. They did a fantastic job uh, before I came in, and, and we got – Guys coming back and, and tight end Hayden Meacham, who, who had a really good uh, season uh, last year and obviously the year before. And then uh, Jacob Sharp came out of nowhere and had about 600, 700 yards receiving uh, in his first debut. And then we got a bunch of young cats. And, and obviously we got a transfer from SMU, Jalen Record, um, that, that we expect big things. But I think just like Ty, you know, it's about – Myself and the rest of the offensive staff finding those guys, what they're good at, and putting those guys in, in good positions to be successful each and every down. 
And when you look at, look to next season, it's going to be your first year as the head coach at Weber State. You already have the track record of being a very successful head coach. What are the first year expectations that that you're looking at for this team? And you know what what's the I guess the motto or message to the team about what they need to do to to be there to to be at their best when when that first game comes around. Uh, it's always about trusting the process for me. Um, you know, I live by it. Um, just taking one day at a time, understanding that you don't have to win a national championship uh, on March, but it, it's a process. And, you know, our expectation is simple. How, how do we reset our standard each and every day and get better? Um, the results will come off of that. But the only thing we, we – we really are concerned about it. Are we living up to our standard each and every day? And if we can do that, I, I feel really good about um, the culture here, the players, and obviously the coaching staff. And we know home field advantage is huge, especially at the FCS level out, out there in the big sky. You got some of the best stadiums in the in the entire FCS out there. And Weber State's putting in a lot of money, Tom, renovating uh, Weber State's football stadium this offseason. What is your message to the fans on what you need from them and how important their presence is going to be this year and how important it is to have a university to back you guys up and put money into new facilities and, and upgrades around the campus? Uh, it just shows the level of commitment by the uh, – the university of how important football is to not only the, the institution, but the community as well. And, you know, um, we got, we play an exciting brand of football, both offensively, defensively, special teams. And anytime you can go out and watch Weber state football on a Saturday night or a Saturday, um, I think it, it's special. Obviously, the scenic views around here is uh, second to none. Obviously, come from the East Coast in Cleveland where you don't have a mountain anywhere in sight. But uh, it, it's, it's a good time. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, the statement should be rocking here uh, week one, and we're looking forward to it. And the last question, Coach, for people who have may have, have may have never seen a team that, that you coach as the head coach play, how would you describe – a Mickey mental team in terms of play style and energy around the program. Fast, physical, and exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Let's play fast. Let's play physical. And let's put uh, a lot of points on board and let's uh, keep those guys out of the end zone on defense, which they've done for quite some time. So um, those three things and and, uh, come ready to work each and every day. Coach, I appreciate it. I know Weaver State fans have something to be extremely excited about this upcoming fall. I appreciate you joining joining me on the show, and I look forward to making it up to Weaver State for a game this year. That's that's on my bucket list to get up there. Appreciate it. We'd love to have you. Thank you for your time, buddy. That was Weber State, new Weber State head coach, Mickey Mental, joining us today over the phone, uh, talk about his new program, talk talk about his expectations for the Wildcats going into 2023. Man, stay tuned. More content coming down the pipeline. We got some player interviews set up, more head coach interviews, especially first-year head coaches. Really wanted to highlight as many first-year coaches as I could on the show. But guys, subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. You can check out the audio, the strictly audio version of this podcast on all podcast streaming platforms. And check out the website for our exclusive article with head coach Mickey Mental, thebluebloodcfb.com. But until next time, guys, the Blue Bloods are out. 